You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Partakers of the Divine Nature is the title of this devotion. (laughs) When I just say that, I just have to laugh inside with giggles of gratitude and joy to think that me, an earthly human being and all of my weaknesses, and I'm no better than the worst sinner, can partake of the divine nature by which I can live free from that awful, sinful nature. Oh, my friends, any of us, any of us can stand here and say, I have sinned. I have sinned and I'm not worthy to be called your son. Like Jesus spoke about the prodigal son. He said, Father, Father, against God I have sinned and against you and I'm not worthy to be called your son. But just that acceptance, that remorse, that repentance, that turning away from that very horrible nature of sin is what just opened the bosom of the Heavenly Father to embrace Him with His love and cleanse Him and wash Him and make Him beautiful. And friends, I just think it's overwhelming that God would grant us to partake of His divine nature. How could we ever obtain such a behavior that is worthy of it and none of us can, no matter how hard we try, we can never be found worthy of partaking of the divine nature. None of us, you could say, well, I've never stolen, I've never, I've never cheated, I've never lied, I've never dishonored my parents and on and on and on. But folks, all of us have within this natural nature, within this flesh, the law of sin the law of sin by which we are unable to please God, but because of what Jesus has done in overcoming and conquering, overcoming and depriving sin over all who receive the sacrifice he made for us. He is able to deliver us from sin. And listen to what it says here in 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Again, grace and peace be multiplied to you. God's favor and God's resting comfort of His blessed presence be multiplied, increased in you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, 
by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Now you just meditate on it. This is a simple fisherman talking who had no training, as it says in the book of Acts, who had never gone to the colleges and universities that were available in those days, but who was filled with this wonderful, amazing life of the Son of God that the Father gave him through his union with Jesus. He became filled with the spirit of sonship. And by that spirit, he was able to speak these things that God's grace and peace are multiplied to us simply by coming to know him and his son Jesus. I love the way that it says it in the Living Bible. Would you like to have more peace? Would you like to experience more of God's wonderful presence? Then get to know him better. For as you get to know him better, he will give you through his spirit everything you need for living truly good and godly life. Oh, my friends, I find just that point there, that by these amazing promises, that whomsoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, is a promise. Who believeth upon me, Jesus said, shall not perish, but have eternal life. I mean, these are just some of the promises. And he, if you thirst, come to me. There's another promise in John 7, 37. Come to me. And out of your innermost being will come a river. Out of your heart will come a river of living water. And this he spoke about the Holy Spirit who had not yet been given for yet not yet been glorified. And then Peter talks about that very thing on the day of Pentecost that he says, Jesus having been glorified to the right hand of the Father, having received the promise of the Father, he now pours out this which you now see and hear. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit being poured out. Oh, my dear friends, and Joel, take another promise. In Joel chapter 2, he says that this outpour of the Holy Spirit that Peter talked about in Acts chapter 2 shall be for your sons and daughters. How many of us have children who desperately need the Holy Spirit to come and help them, open their understanding, show them the wonders that's available to them through faith in Jesus Christ. But the thing I want to focus on with you today is how we become partakers of His divine, heavenly, holy, sinless nature. You see, dear friends, it is absolutely not possible to live free from the nature of sin and its impulsing powers that urge you to begin to violate the laws of God to satisfy yourself. A man may see a woman or come into contact with a woman and he begins to experience the affection that comes from her, her want, her need for love. And he feels that want and need and he begins to pull on his own desires for the love and affection. And he may violate the very laws of God to not commit adultery, to satisfy that need in himself and her. 
And yes, we're living in a world now that people say, if it's good, then do it. If you like it, then go for it. If you want it, take it. Uh, you know, and people, they think they can just do whatever they like without there being certain ramifications that come forth from it. And the sin nature will impulse you to violate everything right in God's sight to satisfy self, because that is the very poison of sin, self seeking self instead of seeking God, serving self instead of serving God, doing the will of self instead of doing the will of God. But God is wanting to break through to, into you and me and into every person on earth to form the very divine nature of himself in you that you begin to long for him with that inner longing of his spirit and become filled with His wonderful presence so that you may have the richest measure of His presence. And Paul is interceding with the people in the book of Corinthians who actually were experiencing so much of God and yet were not able to overcome some of these natural impulses for satisfaction. You can have been a Christian all your life and still there are certain of these natural impulses, the desires of the flesh. And these desires of the flesh have never been quieted, have never been stilled in you. They still pull in you at certain moments. They still will violate what's right in God's sight. They will still bring you into that darkness of self-satisfaction or in the guilt of doing what you know in your heart displeases God. And they've never conquered it. And Paul is writing to that church and he gives 10 different impulses of the human nature out of which eight of them, the majority of them in other words, had to do with inner satisfaction, okay? So let, read this with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 9, okay? Now therefore, um, excuse me, verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you not know that people who live completely separated from God do not live in the kingdom of God? They live outside of the kingdom of God. Don't you know that? And of course they would have said, well, yeah, of course, I, I know that. How silly. I, I never think about it. But yes. And he says then to them, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. The word fornicator is the word pornographia. And we know what pornography is. It is you seeking inwardly sexual satisfaction in a way that doesn't fit within the way God ordered it for our well-being and for the well-being of society. It is an inner yearning that seeks to be satisfied in an unlawful way in God's eyes. Or, he says, do you not know? Do not be deceived, he says. Neither will fornicators enjoy the kingdom, nor idolaters. What is an idolater? An idolater is a person that's completely driven 
to, to just buy the next thing, get the next thing. And, and that, that's what they seek their satisfaction in. So you seek your satisfaction in, 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 in an unlawful sexual way. You seek your satisfaction in an unlawful, the lust that drives you to live for the next thing you can get, or adulterous. What's an adulterer? Somebody doesn't live in satisfaction in what does belong to him. He's not satisfied in his union with his own spouse or her own spouse. So you seek satisfaction outside of that union. Do you see it's all within the same seeking to meet a need, meet a need inside. No homosexuals, no sodomites. These are people that are driven by inward wants and desires for pleasure and satisfaction in a way that God says, no, that's not my way. And I know we're living in a world where that is forced upon us as the, as the way that we all need to accept is normal. And I understand when you are driven by these thoughts, then you could say, how can you be offended with me? And it doesn't always, isn't always offense, folks, that you're dealing with. It's not offense. Yes, it can be. I think some people can be really cruel to people that have these desires and longing. And I would not like to be that way. No, my friends, to me, it's no different than people that have longings in many other ways that are described here. The point I want you to see is that these last, these issues here all have to do with an inner need for satisfaction. Thieves are people that can't help themselves to take something that belongs to another to satisfy their want. Covetousness, that speaks for itself. Drunkards, come on now. Why do you become a drunkard? Because you're trying to quiet that inward thirst. Revilers are people that feel irritated by other people's happiness and joy. Extortioners, people that deceive people for their own. Really, all of these things have to do with an inward need, all 10 of these. And then look what the Lord says. And such were some of you, but you were washed and you were sanctified and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Do you see, all of us, every one of us folks, even if none of these 10 things apply to you, need to be saved, as it says in Titus 3, by the washing of being made new inwardly through the Holy Spirit whom the Father gives to us abundantly through Jesus. And as Paul would say in 2 Corinthians 4.16, daily we need to be made new inwardly. Daily, or as Jesus would say in John 6.57, daily we need to be satisfied inwardly by feeding upon the life we receive through our union with Jesus. You see, we need that constant filling of the divine nature where Colossians 3 says we are continuously made new inwardly after the image to which we were predestined. That continual filling of the divine nature, like your own, own heart needs to keep beating and your breath needs to keep breathing for you to keep living, so you need to keep being filled inwardly, continuously, 
with the love of your heavenly Father through the Spirit of His Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, where you live in that complete inward, wonderful divine nature. And that divine nature begins to make you complete, makes to make you, begins to make you whole, makes you not wanting, needing, desiring. And then where there is a conflict, and we can all have these conflict, a conflict with pornography, as it says here, or idolatry or adulterous desires, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, and extortion. These pulses, impulses that can pull on us, that can push us, deceive us, they quiet down, they calm down to the point that they are put to death with Christ through His death in you and that you live through His resurrection life in wonderful union with the Father and completion with Him and happiness with Him and thankfulness with Him. You see, God wants you to live in such a place of His love and His grace that you are complete in Him, that you're satisfied in Him, that you're happy in Him, that His divine nature is better to you than life itself, that His divine nature is what satisfies you and empowers you to not have these feelings and there's so many others pull on you and pull on you or, or tempt you or make you stumble or make you fall. Oh my goodness, I have had my desires and thoughts of the heart over the years and I would weep before the Lord. How long, Lord? How long must I come back to you and say, Oh, Lord, I again had this thought. Oh, Lord, I again reacted that way. Oh, Lord, I again looked at that. And, oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Wash me white as snow. I can't bear these thoughts. I don't want to have them in my innermost being, pulling, pulling these things to me. I don't want those things to be pulled to me. I want these things to be repelled from me by your Spirit in me. Oh, Father, cleanse me through your eternal spirit by which Jesus offered himself without blemish to you. I want to be perfected by that eternal spirit that I'm wholly yours, Father, and that none of these things can take a hold of me, that none of these things can touch me or find me, Lord. I want to be hidden with you, Colossians 3, verse 4. I don't want these things to be able to find me. They're going around in this world trying to find hearts to feed upon. I don't want my heart to have any access for them. I want my heart to be completely dead to these things. I want to live in heavenly joy of your divine nature, your beautiful virtue, your beautiful, wonderful presence. Friends, this is not just words I'm sharing with you. This is the working of God's Holy Spirit in you. And I want to encourage you today, begin to thank Him that you have now become a partaker of His divine nature and that by that divine nature, He brings into you complete rest, complete freedom. You know, I'll never forget how long ago? Oh, maybe, um, oh, uh, 23 years ago, something like 24 years ago, I was sitting at the house of some precious people and they went to the kitchen to prepare lunch, the man and the woman, and the 23-year-old son was sitting there with me and he came to sit next to me on the sofa 
And he said, Pastor Robert, can you help me? I said, what can I do for you? He said, oh, I'm so tormented, tormented with pornography, and I just can't shake it. I keep praying, I keep reading scriptures, but I can't shake it. I just, every night again, I stumble and I watch it for hours, and I feel so ashamed, and I feel so bad that I did it. I just don't know what to do. And while he was talking to me, the love of Jesus just warm like a flood, that divine nature that liberated me, that freed me from the same things that any young man can suffer with, and not just young men. It's that same love that liberated me, that same divine nature that liberated me, it just came up in me. Oh, I felt so much of that wonderful love of my Savior for me. And I put my arm around him and I said, let me just pray for you. And I said, Father, I thank you, you love him and that you're with him. And the moment I prayed it, I could feel it connected with him. I could just feel the power coming into him from me as it was living in me. And he wrote me an email oh, some weeks later after that event so long ago. And he said, I don't know what happened, but when you put your arm around me, it left. It's never come back. And I've seen him over the years and he's walked free. You see, Jesus said, if you abide in what I'm telling you, you will discover the truth and you will know the truth and it will set you free. Jesus is the truth of God. When you have Jesus, you have God liberating you, calming you, satisfying you, and giving you consistently, constantly, without ceasing, that divine nature through your faith in Jesus, by which you become whole, complete, and satisfied in Him. Amen. Have a good day.